welcome to Monday Morning Coffee with Inside the Firm. Each week, our hosts will be interviewing local, regional, and national business leaders to give you an inside peek into how they lead their business to success in the ever-competitive business climate. Welcome to another episode of Inside the Firm. This is a Monday morning uh, coffee edition with Alex Gore as your host. I'm here with Casey Luft, uh, and he's on a mission to help 100 businesses by implementing custom CRM solutions by 2031. He must have really kicked it off in 2021 um, because it's probably a 10-year goal. His vision is to help businesses increase their revenue by automating their sales, service, and marketing activities. Casey is the founder and CEO of uh, Client Tr- Trick. I will get that right here. Uh, he's self-taught data engineer who spent many years helping businesses grow and thrive. Welcome to the firm. How's it going, Casey? Thank Alex. Thank you so much for having me. I am super excited to be here and talk all about CRMs, entrepreneurship, and everything else that that entails. Awesome. Okay. First, well, define what is CRM. So people are on the same page. Yes. CRM is a customer relationship management tool. Uh, I like to tell people it's basically your central repository of all your customer information. So it just tracks every little detail from the first time you touch them during the marketing side of things to ideally a very satisfied client at the end of the relationship. Um, okay. How did you, you have a bachelor's of science in physics from the university of Victoria. So first, what, what interests you in physics? Um, and then how did you get to, to this from there? Yes. No, those are all the the forces (laughs) and the motions. Totally. I love that question. Um, it goes way back, (laughs) so I won't go too far back, but, um, you know, it, it's kind of interesting as, as a kid, I always had difficulty connecting with people and this is something I've grown you know, I've started admitting to myself more and more as, as I get older and, um, physics really allowed me to connect with something that was bigger than myself. And so it was always this idea of, you know, all the cool things you could do, all the potential, all of the, the, the ability to dream and create and craft anything. And so just that idea of physics being the thing that connects us all was really, really intriguing to me. And honestly, I only found out I really, really connected with it until like, until I started my journey as an entrepreneur. So it was really interesting kind of looking back and why I did that. <laughs> yeah. What did you do when you got out of college? Yeah. So afterwards, um, I honestly, I couldn't find a job related to physics. Um, it was actually very difficult as an undergraduate bachelor's degree. You can't really do much with it. Mm. And so I kind of bummed around and did a couple odd jobs here and there and tried to find something that I enjoyed and something that, you know, fit in well with what I was looking for. And for the longest time, I just couldn't find anything. Um, I actually ended up, I was kind of working as a, um, I guess, a GIS specialist. So helping, helping in the oil patch, um, you know, map out oil wells, things like that, kind of using some sciencey stuff, but not really. Uh, but at the end of the day, I kind of got hit by the downturn uh, a few years back. And so I was laid off, didn't know what to do and ended up just kind of picking up my life and moving to a whole new city and starting fresh working for a technology, a technology company who was focused on, on financial tech. And that kind of opened my eyes to the world of, of technology and SaaS applications, so software as a service applications. And I really loved it. I enjoyed that world, made so many new friends and met so many new people, made so many new relationships. Um, and that was really, really cool. 
And then as I kind of was, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to ask quickly, um, what city did you move to? And are you still there? Yeah, I, I moved to Vancouver, which is on the west coast of Canada. It's a relatively large city. Um, I don't live there anymore. I now live in a smaller city in the interior of British Columbia with my now wife. So we kind of moved to her hometown. Gotcha. Yeah. Where is that? Where are you above the U.S.? Like what <laughs> yeah. state are you above? Yeah, so so we're right above Washington. So. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So not far, not far at all. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was good. Um, all right. So I I was at this this fintech company. I was enjoying life. It was a lot of fun. And then it got to a point where, you know, I wanted more. Um, you know, obviously when you're right out of school, you're not making as much as you want. So you have these larger ambitions. And so I actually started freelancing with some of the knowledge I gained from it. So I started on Upwork as a freelancer really started to enjoy that, kind of doing both of these things at once. Um, and then I started teaching myself how to program. Um, first, it was just more or less like Microsoft being able to prog program within that and create some visual basic scripts for people to, you know, optimize their, their Excel spreadsheets. Then it kind of transitioned into programming more. So I had a background in physics. It's very easy for me to learn how to program in Python. Pick that up uh, as I went and actually became a data engineer for a little bit. And throughout all of this, I was still freelancing uh, on Upwork, just working odd jobs, bringing in some little extra income. It was very nice, very comfortable. And then I got to a point in that where I, I felt like I hit my ceiling. It was either I need to fully commit to being a data engineer and learning all the craziness that goes on, how quick technology changes, or I need to pivot and launch my own business. And so I actually tried launching my own software as a service company a couple times uh, to not a success. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Uh, the idea didn't really take off, which was totally fine. Um, and so I kept on dreaming, kept on thinking, uh, just like things kept percolating in the back of my mind, just like that, that regular nine to five job really just wasn't cutting, cutting it for me anymore. And I wanted more and always knew that I had more potential. And so I really pushed myself forward and um, started getting into a little bit of real estate investing and one of my friends came across this new cool tool that could do everything, all the things I was really trying to accomplish previously. Um, and it was a CRM, it was Zoho CRM. And that one I really latched onto as being, um, they, they label it as a small, an operating system for your, for your business. And so I, I latched onto it because it literally did everything I was wanting it to. It had the ability to program, to code, to automate, to do all these things, to store your information. And a lot of the what I was looking to do previously was to help people automate their lives, help people to make their lives easier. And so that's kind of what I was trying to do originally and just kind of fell into place. So I think back in uh, the end of 2020, um, I ultimately started Clientric, which kind of took on its own little thing. I didn't have any market fit. I didn't have any idea who was going to be a, a real good fit for me. I just saw that there was a need in the marketplace for people to have a CRM, for people, businesses to run more efficiently. It's everyone I worked for as a freelancer was struggling. And so it's this big pain point. But how do you really help someone who doesn't know they need to be helped or uh, how do you provide them the information they need in order to be successful? So that was kind of one of the the tough parts that we're still working on, to be perfectly honest with you. But um, that is kind of how I fell into all of this. So I made those jumps. I just wasn't satisfied with where I was at in life, to be perfectly honest with you. I felt like I had more potential to give. And that's how this idea was born. And it was born out of uh, a love for helping people and a love for 
helping people to stop struggling in their businesses. Cause you could see it every time you talk with someone there, I wish there was a better way to do this. There's gotta be a way to do that thing. I don't understand why technology can't do this. Like all these things I kept hearing over and over and over again. That's, that's what, what kind of stuck with me along the way. So how would you describe your current business now? What you do? Yes. So we help, I mean, you said it perfectly during the intro, we help um, businesses take advantage of their sales, marketing operations, and we we start optimizing that more effectively. So we use Zoho CRM. And, you know, if there's other tools that are out there that people utilize, uh, we help integrate other applications, third-party applications that they're using to optimize, make their system so much smoother, uh, stop the manual data entry that people hate basically creating a cohesive system so they have one place to find all their information. And a lot of people who use a CRM don't necessarily use it effectively, unfortunately. So they have data all over the place. So we just make a cohesive repository of all their information. So everyone knows you need to go here in order to find the information. And we've kind of fell into a point where we start optimizing their business workflows through all this. Our processes have just been um, allowed us to maximize you know just manual operations that people have within their business so we can actually make them more effective by going through the process that we have and suggesting new and interesting ways of doing things utilizing technology uh how how much can they so you talked about information in different places how much can it combine that information and i'll give you an example right yeah. so uh we track projects using a um a timer called toggle um, and in there we can put, hey, um, we have di these three different phases, we have budgeted for these different phases, and different people can can kind of bill against that. And that's all good. And then we have QuickBooks, right? And QuickBooks <laughs> is where we bill in and we bill out. And they have, <clears throat> we didn't do their time thing because you used to just have to punch in your time. And I, I, yeah. I refuse because I'm like, we're yeah. not in the 40s. <laughs> You're not going to, at the end of the day, said, I did two hours here. I did whatever. Because yeah. Toggle, like, you just press play, and then you press stop, and it, it's done. And then, but those two only have so much client information because yeah. then you have your emails and, and, and all that. So, like, what kind of combination are you seeing or is possible? Yeah, no, I highly recommend people to utilize their CRM as the source of truth for literally everything. So what we do with our clients is we take Toggle, we take QuickBooks, we actually integrate it with their CRM to their specific client. You can create multiple different modules so you can see, okay, how much time am I spending with this client or on this project or whatever it might be? And then you can relate your, your revenue or any payments back to that project or to that client. So you can see job costing, you can report, have better KPIs, better metrics, that kind of stuff, which is super important because you have all this information in different places you can't report on it. And that's one of the difficult, most difficult things we see in businesses, but also businesses don't necessarily report on a lot of things. They don't have the reports, they don't have the dashboard. So that's a side tangent we could talk about later. But at the end of the day, it's really taking this information in different places and finding a central location for it. And so that's what we do typically with all of our clients is we figure out a way to combine everything and have it all in one spot. So they don't have to go searching through QuickBooks. They don't have to go switching, go, go searching through Toggle. They just go to their CRM and you can find every piece of information related to that account, that contact, that project, whatever it is. Gotcha. So let's talk about it. And that might've been, you might've already touched on it, but like, what are some strategies or some tips um, that you can use to evaluate your operation and improve efficiency 
regardless of the technology. Totally. Well, what we do and what I highly recommend other people to do is honestly sit down and map it out. That's one of the first steps. That is the by far the most important thing because when you start mapping it out, if you say, you know, your leads are coming from Facebook, you have leads coming from Google, you're servicing these leads and maybe potentially even different ways, or you don't have a standardized way to do it. If you don't have a standardized way to do it, as you're mapping this out, you're going to be like, I don't know what I do next. And you're going to get stuck. And that's a clear sign that you actually don't have a standardized process for that next step to service your clients. If you don't email your customers every single time, if it's hit and miss, you know, when a new lead comes in, maybe you'll reach out, maybe you won't. If you get a phone call, what do you do? If you don't have a standardized process for that, then you are not going to be able to actually craft this system. You're not going to be able to optimize it because you don't know how it works. And so that's where we highly recommend you take a look, map out everything. And once you have that, you can actually start to identify maybe some fat that can be trimmed off. Maybe there's too many emails. Maybe there's not enough emails going out. You can look at all of these different things within your sales process or your operations. And then once you identify that, hey, this is actually something we can automate throughout all of that, depending on what CRM you're using or potentially even using something like Zapier. Zapier is a really great tool that you can utilize to connect different applications together. And you can send out and do different things. It's very user-friendly. So I highly recommend that to help automate some items. But that being said, is you do have the ability to automate these things. Once you identify the processes, the standard operating procedures that you have within your business, you can go ahead and start automating that and start planning around how your tool works, where you can start putting the information and really start optimizing what you do. So you don't have to do these manual data entry, or you don't have to send out that email every single time, which drives people nuts. You can cut down five, 10, 15 minutes a day on what you're doing to then give you more time back to do other stuff, which adds up after a while. So um, the CRM or different CRMs, let's just take, for example, um, we get an email in, uh, normally, it's a it's a form. It's a contact form yeah. where, where they fill out. So certain pieces of information are from there. And then my business partner and I will start to respond to them. And we have some templates built into um, Google and, and all that. But would this essentially come into maybe that dashboard? And then you talk about automation. Okay, now it has a client and it fills out, okay, client name, you know, maybe address, maybe some of the form connects to that. So then you kind of yep. build out client information. Um, and then if it converts into a project, you could fill out project information. Um, <clears throat> and I, I don't know, I haven't used one, uh, the, the software. It, you know, like, could it have programmatic stuff such as like, oh, they want a house this big, blah, blah, blah. This is where it's at. Also, here's our costs and our phases. Um, and then are you crafting emails in there or are you crafting emails back in Gmail and somehow they're linked and are they stored in there? Um, yeah, no, very good question. Um, at the end of the day, you can create emails in the CRM. You create email templates. You can even create, you know, what's called merge templates. But essentially what you can do is you can craft a, a template, but you can put certain pieces of information in as well to kind of semi-automate some of that. So let's say I, Casey Luft, submitted a form on your website you don't have to say, hey, thanks for your submission. You can say, hey, Casey, thank you so much for you know providing uh, or being interested in our services. And then you could label out what they're interested in if you want to, to make it a little bit more customized. Still might sound a little robotic, but it does have the ability to customize and pull in that information that they actually sent you. 
So there's that. And then it actually sends through, you can connect it to your, your email server. So it looks like it's coming from you, right? Directly from, let's say your Gmail or your Outlook. So you can actually connect it to those servers. So it looks like it's being sent out from you instead of some other random weird software. And this person's like ends up in their spam inbox, et cetera, et cetera. Gotcha. Cool. Um, so can you talk about some of the importance or, or maybe some things that you've seen in scaling a firm and how to take advantage of, you know, automation in that process? Absolutely. Um, I think it comes back to understanding your processes. What, what is most time consuming? You know, at the end of the day, if the most time consuming, let's say is project management for a lot of people, you know, what, what areas within project management, does it take you an hour to create the project and the project management software? Or why not automatically create it? You know, you're going to have to have these milestones. Why are you recreating this thing every single time? Or what, what areas maybe you want to, uh, automate, you know, contract signing. There's a lot you can do within that to automate that so that you don't have to do that every single time. Uh, you have a full, basically anything that you do in your company, you can, you can at least automate certain processes of it, or maybe even create checklists to, to optimize you, your team. So they know what they need to do to make the, make the process simpler. All right. When a new client comes in, this is what I need to do to complete the project. Check, 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 check. And then you could potentially even have a metric or a KPI off of that to determine, you know, okay, this person said they did it. Did they actually do it? If they didn't, if that ends up being an issue later, then that's something that you can report back and, you know, have as a KPI as a, as a, as a performance management tool as well. So there's basically everything you can possibly imagine. If you start identifying all the different areas that are time consuming, you can start to identify things that you can do to improve that. Yeah. Um, do you have the ability, if not, that's okay, to take us in, show us the nuts and bolts of some of this, how how it looks generally? Um, or that's a very good question. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a few demo accounts that are available to me, just as I'm as I'm a partner with with Zoho, um, and I could certainly go through that. Um, it's not going to look pretty, but it is available if you want to dive into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just well, so we can get a feel of, of what it actually looks totally. like. Yeah. Um, so while Casey's logging in and getting that up, um, so this will be available on, on YouTube. Uh, but also, too, we'll try to describe what what we're seeing. Um, he is from an expert that sees it all the time. So I'll give my eye on a newbie <laughs> to kind of see the things that hit, hit my eye. Um, no, I look forward to that. All right, give me one second here. No worries. So Casey is currently in a gray sweater, Under Armour. <laughs> he has a plant besides him. He's sitting in a chair. I, I like the descriptive comments. Yep. <laughs> All right, I am just logging in now, and then I will share my screen. All right, sharing here. All right. All right. Let me know when you can see. I, I can see it. So we're in Zoho. Uh, there's a welcome screen, and it's kind of starting out in the classic view. I'm sure there's an advanced uh, view, and everyone hates for the first three years. Yeah. And eventually, they'll just <laughs> automatically make you switch over. And that's Absolutely. every program that ever exists. Um, and it starts off with my task. So yeah, Casey, take it from here. 
Yeah. So it really starts out with this dashboard. As soon as you log in, you can fully customize this to what is the most important to you. So you can see, you know, the leads that come in, where projects are at, whatever is most important to you as the user that's logging in. And then once we transition, you have this top bar up here that has all these different modules and you have the ability to create an infinite number of modules. So when you were talking about toggle and you were talking about QuickBooks, essentially up here, you could create your own modules that could have their own records. So for every toggle timesheet, you could throw that in here and have a record for it. For every QuickBooks uh, quote that gets created or every payment that gets brought in, you can pull that in and then you can associate it to all these different accounts. So up here, the first one is just the leads. The leads here, very basic stuff. You have the ability to just create a lead, put in any information you want. Typically, like you said, a form comes in. You can track that information but then you can actually use that to trigger different things. So let's say you have different services. You have three different services that you utilize more than any else. You can trigger specific emails that go out based off of that. You can trigger different flows off of that. Maybe you have different people that reach out based off of the different service types that you actually offer. And you can fully customize that and assign different people using these records. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, keep going. Yeah, okay, perfect. Uh, we have the contacts, accounts, and deals. Typically, I recommend, you know, when you have a CRM like this, you structure it like this. So when a lead actually comes in, you're ready to convert it. You know, let's let's say that the right now the lead is like marketing qualified, but there's they're now sales qualified. So you'd actually convert them to a contact, an account, and a deal. Typically, I recommend this. With, with business to customer businesses, it's it might be not necessary to have an account. It depends. So typically, like think of your contacts module like a, a contact card. You're at a conference, you get you know a card from someone. That's how I think of it, and that's how how you can utilize that the best. Now you have your deal, which is you know the status of where your time is at or where your project is at with that prospect. So you're trying to figure out, you know, is is does this make sense? Does this work? You know, are we going to be a good fit? You have the different stages: proposal, price quote, qualification. You know, where they're at in in the funnel in the buying cycle. Mm. And then you also have the accounts. So the accounts is typically where, as a business, you would have multiple, um, or I guess you'd have a single source of truth. So this would be the top of the pyramid if we're talking about data hierarchy. You'd have your account, then you have deals, and then you have contacts over here. So you'd have an account that runs everything. You could have multiple contacts at that account and you could have multiple deals associated with that account as well. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, and then what's under the task tab? Yeah, so tasks, pretty much any record you have, you can actually create tasks. So this could be part of uh, your operations process. Let's say you know a new deal gets created. Well, what's the first thing you need to do when a new deal gets created? Maybe it's, let's start creating uh, a contract. Let's start creating a quote for someone. So you can trigger workflows based off of that. So you can say, you know, hey, person X, we need you to go ahead and start creating a contract for this. You can assign it to them. You can give it a deadline based off of how long your typical process is. Let's say it's a week. So you can set a high priority that is a deadline or a due date of, you know, next week. And then you can have it related to that deal and that account. So you can always pull it in. So when you look at that account or that deal, let's say, let's just quickly go into one of here is on the left-hand side, you can see it has a deal associated with it. So you can see all the deals associated with that account, that contact, it's all there. Gotcha. Um, reports. I know this is just a dummy account, but um, totally. is there anything under, yeah. 
So you do have this ability. What's actually pretty cool here is you create some pretty complex uh, reporting capabilities based off of this, but Zoho does have another tool called Zoho Analytics, which is basically a business intelligence uh, platform, just like Power BI or anything like that that other people might be familiar with. But in this, you could just click on, let's say, leads by ownership. It's really just a table here. So you could just see some very basic stuff. So it doesn't necessarily give you that dashboard that you might be wanting within here but it does provide that information based off of the different filters that you've put in. Gotcha. What do you think, what have you seen? Here, I'll phrase it this way. <laughs> the typical clients that you work with, just an average, right? Yeah. Um, are How many contacts or leads are they touching in like a month? Um, 100, 50, 210. I would, I would say hundreds. Hundreds would probably be the average. Um, that's where a CRM really becomes more powerful. The more, the more, the more people you have coming in, the more you need to keep track of all this stuff. If you only have, let's say, five people a month that are coming through the door and you can keep track of them all on one hand, I mean, realistically, you can keep track of them in your head. You don't need something like this. But when you have yep. Uh, you know, more people coming in, more names to have to remember, more deals happening, more of that kind of stuff. Um, it gets pretty crazy. And we actually have a uh, a client who has thousands. And that's just absolutely insane. We've basically automated their entire onboarding for for one one of their services. And we've removed basically five minutes from each time. And they have thousands of these leads come in. So we've re reduced the amount that they actually have to work on a manual scale by five minutes for each of these, let's say thousand that come through, we've gotten major, major um, time efficiency gains based off of that alone. Um, so yeah. it's really cool when you're in that kind of, that kind of level, you can start to see it. It makes more sense to have a system like this. Yeah. You're saving 83 hours a month. Yes. I'm just like a hundred dollars an hour. Yeah. That's $8,000. <laughs> yeah, absolutely insane. So I highly recommend that you know, if, if you are at that level and you maybe don't have it, this is a really great way. One of these tools, a CRM that is out there that can help you service everything um, for all your contacts and leads that are coming in. Um, I highly recommend it for everything else as well, but at the same time, it might not be as necessary. What do you mean by everything else? So by everything else, I mean your operations, your project management. There are messaging tools within here that you can message your team. There's a chat bot that you can utilize. There is literally everything you could think of that you want as a small business to utilize is included in kind of this whole package. And um, that is why I really, you know, connected with it and, and really kind of have anchored myself to it because in a way it is a one-stop shop, which is really cool. But also, you know, most businesses as, as a small business, you don't know what you should be utilizing. You don't know how you're going to grow. You don't know there's too many unknowns to almost commit to a big tool. And so as big as this is, it is small enough that allows you to grow and scale with time. And I think that's one of the most important parts is that you still have to be flexible as a small business. You can't just commit to something, something like Salesforce, which costs hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. You don't have the ability to commit to that as a small business. Yeah. Um, could you remind me too, uh, what, wh how does Zapier connect with this? Yeah. So Zapier, let me just go there. Zapier is basically a flow automation tool. I'm just going to go to the website here quickly. 
So this is a great user-friendly way for you to connect different products, different solutions together. So if you come over to, uh, where is it? You actually have the way, ability to see all of the different applications. So pretty much almost any application that's out there. So if you're if you're using Facebook, this is a good one. Mm. Uh, if you're using Facebook leads, you can add in a new lead. So someone, let's say, fills out a form. That form then goes to your CRM. And then you can do whatever you want with it from there. You can send out um, emails. You can trigger things. You can add it to uh, another marketing automation tool to send drip campaigns. You can then take that information and pass it off. You can send an email to the rest of your team saying, hey, we've received this new lead. Um, you have pretty much anything you could possibly imagine. That's part of the problem with some of these tools is that customizability is so large. You're like, I just don't know what to do because it's just, there's so many options. Sometimes it could be nice if you're just restricted in what you can do, but you have the ability to craft anything and it allows you to connect with pretty much any other tool. So let's say, for example, you know, you create a new deal. You want to maybe create a new contact in QuickBooks, or maybe you want to create a new quote in QuickBooks. Uh, you can set up Zapier to do exactly that. You can say, hey, Zapier, I want you to connect with QuickBooks uh, to, to create this quote or to do this thing over in this other tool. Mm. So you could connect... Um... Zo Zoho, is that right? Yes. Yeah. Through Zapier to QuickBooks. Yeah. And it could say, hey, the information's over there. Start to auto-populate this into there so that we can send it out. Absolutely. So that, that's one option. Zoho actually has its own essentially equivalent of Zapier, which is called Zoho Flow. It doesn't have near as many tools. So Zapier is really good for this reason. Um, and I do really like it for user interface. But anytime uh, I, I say this as a as a cautionary tale, Anytime that you are utilizing this for, let's say, you know, go live business crucial piece of information, these flows break. So you also have to be careful. Do you want crucial piece of information? Is it okay if this information doesn't get to you? Let's put it that way. Let's say it's a weekend sometime and this flow breaks and it's not able to run. It happens from time to time. So you just need to be cognizant of that and, you know, setting up that expectation that if this does break, is that okay? Or what are we going to do? in the case that it's it's breaking and this isn't okay. How do we fix it? How can we get a notification of this thing not working the way we expect it to so we can have as little downtime as possible? So there's just a little caveat in there I'll put with these tools is they can break, they can stop working. And so you just have to be careful what is actually running on them. Gotcha, gotcha. Makes sense. Um, anything we didn't talk about that um, you kind of want to share or feel like are, might be helpful? I think the... the no, I, I think this is this is a really good overview of everything. Um, you know, a tool, a CRM like Zoho or Zapier is is really overwhelming at first. Mm. Any technology really is overwhelming, and I think you just have to be really careful with it to be able to understand. You know, what what is what is the purpose of this? You know, everything that I try to do as as a business owner myself is have purpose behind everything. Don't aimlessly like fall into something or just try it out and say, this is good enough. You want to have a purpose behind it. And so when it comes to looking at, you know, CRMs, technology, that technology in general, I highly recommend, you know, you look at two or three or four different options, test them out. A lot of the time, these applications are banking on that. You're going to put your information in there and then not pull it out because it's too time consuming. It's too difficult. So that's how, that's how they actually get you is as soon as you try and sign up for a demo account, well, now my information's in there and I can't get it out and it's too difficult. And they just kind of suck, suck you in in that sense. 
And so it's really important for you to analyze and say, you know, we have evaluated four different tools. This one works the best for our workflow. And at the end of the day, that's the most important thing is you need to be able to identify what works best by trying all these different applications. If you just choose one, you're really going to be limiting yourself. But then it, it also, you have to commit to understanding it. A lot of the, a lot of the time we see with our clients is they think it's hands-off. As soon as they come to us, it's completely hands-off. But unfortunately, we can't run their business for them. There is still someone on their end that needs to be able to understand how these tools operate, how they can do things themselves. Some companies fully rely on other people to do that. But in my opinion, that's not the best way. What if that person or that company no longer exists? You need to be able, at a moment's notice, to pick up the computer, be able to log in and do exactly what you need to do in order to make the business run. So if you're not putting the time and effort into learning a tool like this and the technology side of it, then it's really going to hurt you long-term as well. For architecture firms um, or engineering firms, what purpose do you think they should start with or you've seen? Do you think it should be maybe uh, getting clients in and, and managing that or managing existing projects? Or have you seen something else that you feel like if you just start with this one thing, yeah. you can grow from there? I, I would highly recommend looking at your operations. I think one of the things that a tool like this does really, really well is that once you identify, you know, your, your processes, your SOPs, your, your standard operating procedures that you want to implement using a tool like this, you can capture more information. So I think part of, part of the technology aspect of this is that it makes you, it forces you to be able to use the tool in the way that your business needs to in order to be successful to allow you to grow and scale so if you don't if you don't go through this part of the exercise is to really build that flow out from the first time and so if you're not building that flow out right the first time uh, which a lot of people aren't really having a flow to begin with so if they don't have a flow how can they even you know make it more efficient so you can start with this start with your operations flow Okay, a lead comes in, what happens next? How do you how do you potentially, you know, how do you, do you get them to sign an online contract? What do you do? That's another option. Then you can convert them to a contact and account and deal, and then you can service them. Even if it's that, even if that's just via email for now, and you can track notes, you can track all the different things that are happening with that. A single place for you to store files for that project. As, as an accounting or engineering firm, I think we're all aware that there is document overload. So you almost need a document management system to track all of these different changes, to track all the different things that are going on. You're going to be pulling PDFs, things like that. And so it allows you to build in those, those standard operating procedures so that you can quickly find documents. You can search through and make sure that you're able to collect that or see that at a moment's notice whenever you need. Gotcha. Awesome. Okay. If people are interested and want to reach out to you, where they where can they find you? Yeah, they can find me on Instagram at clientric.co, clientric.co. That is also our website. So you can reach out there and check us out and what's going on. And we also have our own YouTube channel under Clientric. Just search for that and you'll be able to find us and all the awesome content we put out there. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Casey. Thanks, Alex. Appreciate your time.